Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings. This is Mike Petra with VOH Radio. I got a special guest today, Jackson Lawmeyer. He's running for the U.S. Senate, right here yes, sir. In, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. But I really like this guy because he's just not a politician. He's a man of God. I'm also. not a politician at all. I'm a statesman <laughs> of anything. Amen. I'm a pastor. Well, you know, pastors, I say it all the time. Charles Finney was a lawyer, but he said the greatest law book he ever wrote was the Bible. Yes. So, uh, you know, we're is we're broadcasting this right now in in Texas, and you're running in Oklahoma. And uh, what do you see coming? I mean, you know, there's so much going on today. I've been hearing so much crazy stuff with all the different political games that are being played. I just uh, was reading a, an article in Epic Times just two days ago where they found that a, a, a senator, or excuse me, I'm sorry, a general at a base in Texas was helping transfer, uh, transport illegal aliens mm-hmm. into other parts of the country using the U.S. military. I mean, that can't be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable what's happened in our country. Our country's in a lot of trouble right now. Yeah. You know, we're under attack from radical leftism, which is just a new term for an old enemy, which is communism. Sure. And the agenda, and you know this, the agenda is to destroy the local church because the hope of this country, our faith is not in a political leader such as Donald Trump. Mm. Our hope is not in a political party, such as the Republican Party. Uh, But our hope and our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he operates in this country through his local church. And that's what we saw in 2020 was the agenda was to shut down the church. Sure. Even where I'm from, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, I'm a graduate of Old Roberts University. And if you'd have told me when I was a student at ORU that in a couple years I would be Mm. threatened by the Tulsa Police Department on behalf of the mayor of Tulsa that I could be arrested for doing a drive-in church service in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I had said, you're crazy. That would never happen in Tulsa. Mm. Well, it happened on Saturday, March the 27th of 2020. We were going to do drive-in church in Tulsa because the pandemic had hit. We got creative. I was going to preach from the roof of my church. Uh And the Tulsa police said, hey, you're breaking the mayor's executive order. The mayor had signed an executive order that you couldn't have gatherings. It was like, can't have gatherings larger than five in the city, Mm. which is problematic for me. I got five kids. So you had me and my wife, you know, we're already breaking the executive order anyways. But... I said to our church, I said, we don't back down the bullies. And we're going to do drive-in church. And if they're going to arrest me, they're going to have to come to the roof of this church to do it. Funny thing is, mm. nothing happened at all. In fact, we hired the police to be there that Sunday to direct parking. And so our country's in trouble. That's just a small example of what is taking place all throughout. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm running 
because I think we need fighters right now. Yeah. Within our camp of conservative Christians, we don't have a lot of fighters. We got good people, you know, they're nice people, but we don't have fighters. And if we don't fight, we've already lost. But if we'll fight, I'm confident we're going to win because if God is for us, then who in the world could be against us? You know, I've said it over and over that the church has the largest block of voters. Absolutely. Uh, than anybody else in this country. And yet we have uh, sort of shot ourselves in the foot because we've more worried more about, you know, our own little kingdoms mm-hmm. than, than the bigger picture, which is our country. Uh, what what made you decide uh, to pull out of out of this realm of of doing the work of God into the political mainstream now. I mean, you you really chose a time to go in to do a fight, right? It's a funny thing. It was not a part of the plan. You know, Uh, everyone's kind of got their life plan of what they've mapped out for themselves. And um, now I'm still pastoring my church. Mm. preach every Sunday. I'm still there pastoring. My wife runs the ship for the most part. But um, after January the 6th, that was kind of the defining moment in our country right now is January the 6th. Mm-hmm. And the senator from the state of Oklahoma, James Langford, I'd already had some major problems with him anyways because he bowed down to Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. cancel culture, different things like that. But from November to January the 6th, he flip-flopped like a fish out of water. One minute he was going to fight for President Trump and uh, to not certify a fraudulent election. The next minute he was going to fight against President Trump. And in Oklahoma, we've got 77 counties. Wow. And all 77 counties overwhelmingly supported President Trump in mm-hmm. both election cycles, 2016, 2020. Only state to do it. We're the reddest state in the union. Mm. So as a senator representing those 77 counties, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out what you should do. Sure. You represent the 77 counties. Well, James was giving a speech when the protesters entered into the Capitol, and he was giving a speech all about why he couldn't certify the fraudulent election. He was in the middle of giving his speech. Wow. They cut him off. A couple hours go by. He's the first guy to come back and certify the election that he was just talking about that he couldn't certify. And it was embarrassing as an Oklahoman. It really was. But what Mm. really kind of thrust me into this was after January the 6th, he came back to Tulsa and he apologized specifically to the black community for questioning the fraud. He said, I shouldn't have done that. My problem with that was whenever you say, I'm sorry for questioning the fraud, what you're saying is I was wrong. There wasn't any fraud. But he may not say it, but I'll shout it. The 2020 presidential election, that was a stolen election. And we can't ever allow that to happen again. So that got me interested. Mm. And I said, you know, I might run. I might not run. I was talking to other people. I was like, you should run. You know, I I think, you, you know, I was trying to get other people to do it. And finally, my wife said, no, you're supposed to do it. And I'm like, wow. I don't know. You know, we pastor a church. We got a business. I got five kids. I just wasn't a part of the plan. Mm. And I started playing around with the idea. And a friend of mine, Clay Clark, who I'm sure you know, Clay mm. said, you're going to run. I said, well, wow. okay, let's let's think about it. He puts me on the Ann Vanderstill show. Mm. And I'm doing an interview about our problems in Oklahoma. And General Flynn's one of his best friends, Carl, is watching the interview. He calls the general and says, you got to check out this guy from Tulsa, Oklahoma, who's thinking about challenging James Langford. And when General Flynn heard those words, challenging James Langford, his ears perked up. They vetted me real quick and the general called me. And we had this great conversation and he goes, you know, you're not just going to think about running. You're going to run and you're going to win. And I just remember thinking, you know, well, that's that's a decision made right there. And so we launched the campaign March the 16th, and it's taken off like a rocket ship. I mean, we had something unprecedented happen. 
sure. in Oklahoma, mm. the state party chairman of the Republican Party, John Bennett, mm. he endorsed me in a primary. Wow. It's never happened before where a party chairman has endorsed a candidate in a primary. Wow. He's coming. I've had entire counties vote unanimously to endorse me in the state of Oklahoma. So we just, it's an incredible thing. I'm not a politician. I've mm. never ran for any office, yeah. let alone a statewide office. Well, you're a pastor. You can I'm talk. I'm a pastor. <laughs> but you know what they said? I met with all the consultants. They told me I had a 0% chance of winning. They said, you got 0%. I said, why uh. is that? They said, number one, you got a beard. I said, mm. I got a beard. Why does that guarantee me a loss? They said, well, old ladies, they don't like men with facial hair. I said, yeah, but they also don't like candidates that look like they're 12 years old. I'm gonna keep, I gotta keep this beard. I'm keeping, I am who I am. They said, number two, you got a 0% chance of winning because it's a statewide race and it's gonna take millions of dollars to win a statewide race. And we're just not sure if you're gonna be able to raise that type of money because new candidates, the number one thing they struggle with is asking people for their money. And we're just not sure, are you gonna be able to ask people for money? I said, time out guys, I'm a pastor. I ask people for their money all day, every day. That's not gonna be a problem. We raised a quarter of a million dollars in our wow. first three months. I mean, wow. it's just incredible. It's an incredible thing. Well, God's moving. I mean, he is. It, it, it's like, with everything that's going on, there's just uh, the hand of God is almost in everything right yeah. now. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of prophetic words from quite a few men of God about the things that are happening right now that we're really coming in also to four years of harvest and a transition in government. Yes. So, you know, uh, that is so important right now because, you know, the, the early church used to talk about the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And the early church believed that the kingdom would come in 6,000 years, which that's where we're at right now. 4,000 years from Adam till Jesus and 2,000 years from Jesus till now. And I do believe there's there's also a change in physical government before that, Jackson. Mm. So part of what I'm seeing right now is is the Lord is bringing together the spiritual yes. and the, the natural. Absolutely. Because the Bible's very clear. The Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. And so I see what the Lord's doing with you, brother, and I, I, you. I'm support. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate what that. you're doing. And, uh, but we also had another uh, little, a great talk right before we got on the air here. And we were talking about your, your spiritual upbringing and your spiritual background. Like you're just not any Christian. You're a spiritual <laughs> man, right? You're, uh, you're, you, you were in uh, Rama, right? Oh, are you? I was oh, I'm o sorry. Oh, are you? University. Yeah. Or who are you? I got roots with Rama. You never uh, left Oklahoma. You you I, went a, there. I'm an Okie. I was born in Tulsa, <laughs> Tulsa, raised in Tulsa. Okay. I'm gonna stay in Tulsa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I was a two years at Evangel over in Missouri. Yes. So, yeah, we were there. Did the Evangel thing, but you know, just I, I, that's what I see the Lord doing. He's bringing people in with spiritual hunger. Mm -hmm. To, to approach what's happening within our government. Learn on the go with the Voice of Healing video on demand platform. Stream hours of rich understanding on any platform, any device, anytime, and anywhere right at your fingertips. Your calling is great and your promise is huge. Gain access to all the broadcasts that the Voice of Healing is releasing worldwide and catch fire for this next season. Sign up today by heading to voh.church slash watch and be inspired. And, and I'm glad you're saying it because it's a fact that the election was stolen. Absolutely. We're there, seeing what's coming out of Maricopa. Yeah, Maricopa. 
now Georgia Fulton County in Georgia, where, where Pennsylvania is now opening it up because they seem, and, and it's pretty interesting that I, I was just reading about Maricopa, they're going into a third count mm-hmm. with machine because they want to verify again. So I have a feeling we're going to see a bombshell come out yep, of Maricopa. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and for Pennsylvania to come in, that's really borderline Republican liberal, mm-hmm. right? They are now, they're coming across and they're saying, we're going to do an audit also. Yep. So it has to say, it has to tell us that something is getting ready to come out, yep. which honestly, I think, I believe personally, it's not just about elections anymore. It's about holding people accountable. I really believe people need to go to jail for what we've seen them do to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. That that shouldn't be anybody. Nobody. It shouldn't happen to Biden. It shouldn't it's happen not about to, Donald Trump. Exactly. It is an infringement on every American citizen and their rights in order to try to push things like giving illegal immigrants the ability to vote. Now mm-hmm. that that's on the agenda. That's on the docket. We have to have men that are willing to stand up and be strong and Absolutely. know and know who their God is because really these agendas are coming from political uh, political bias and that uh, people are trying to push their own agenda. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Also, uh, I see you also, I uh, was just reading on, your, on your, your paper, you really want to do something about the issue of the spending that's going crazy. I think right now we're at uh, $30 trillion. It's not sustainable. Impossible. Yeah, it's what you're doing. How do you destroy the United States of America? You destroy the dollar. You know, you destroy the dollar, you'll destroy the United States. And that's what's happening. I mean, you look at the prices. Steel is up 300%. Sure. And I mean, we all feel, maybe you're not in the steel business, mm. but we all feel the effects of uh, oil and natural gas and the rise there. Uh, lumber. I mean, my goodness, just to build a house right now, it's astronomical. Twice as much. So they're destroying the dollar. Yeah. And if you destroy the dollar, you will destroy the United States of America. So that is something, that's a very serious matter. I mean, we got a lot of serious matters. We got mm. the border. We've got, obviously, election integrity. Yeah. But destroying the dollar. We have got to stop that. You have, you know, just wastefulness. That's an obvious thing, but you got a lot of corruption. Sure. Do you see, uh, I know I've read where DeSantis and, and Abbott are now for, uh, have come together to finish the wall in mm-hmm. Texas. Uh, do you see Oklahoma doing anything and participating in that? It's very sad because the answer is no. And Oklahoma should be because yeah, that them. directly affects. I mean, you talk about the direct effect mm-hmm. upon Oklahoma. But as of right now, absolutely not. Oklahoma's not doing anything, and I don't understand why. We should absolutely be supporting building that, finishing that wall in Texas. But for some reason, our leaders in Oklahoma have done nothing, and they've said nothing about it. I don't like it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a very serious—I uh, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine that— he is a, a, one of, a border agent, and he was saying they're catching people coming across that are terrorists. Yep. Uh, he was saying in one month they caught like six guys uh, that are actually involved in terrorism in Those the Middle East. Weak borders is a weak country. Exactly. And that's why we've got to strengthen that and solidify it, because strong borders is going to make America a strong nation. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, honestly. Amen. Hallelujah. And so illegal immigration— Sanctuary states, sanctuary cities. I know, I'm from California. I know that 
people in California are done with it. They're 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 tired. I mean, even Democratic communities, democratically uh, democratically held areas. Uh, it's amazing. They're saying we're going to sue the sue the the state for for doing this to us because they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mayors are tired of it. Yeah. So. Well, it's it's just like killing the dollar and the debt. It's not sustainable. I mean, at some point, it just doesn't work. And we're speaking about the border. We obviously recognize illegal immigration. That's a huge problem uh, just from the uh, flooding of people coming in here illegally because, one, you don't know who they are. And like you mentioned, you got terrorists coming over, and we can't have that. But not only that, another reason that we have to finish the wall is the amount of child sex trafficking that takes place. I mean, you talk about a real pandemic. Yeah. You know, they call 2020 a pandemic. You talk about a real pandemic is the amount of children that are being sex trafficked through that southern border. Not only that, the amount of drugs that are being poured in, such as fentanyl. I was just in Arizona. I went to Maricopa County, did the tour of the audit. I was the delegation from the state of Oklahoma. But while I was in Arizona, I went down to the border because I wanted to see, you know, you see the images on the news, but it's always, you know, you want to see it for yourself. And I went down there and I met with uh, police officers and just every, you know, people who are involved in this fight every day. Mm. And fentanyl pouring in is killing people unimaginable. The numbers are incredible because the fentanyl, one, it's bad to overdose on it anyways, but it's corrupted fentanyl. It's not like it's a pure fentanyl. It's it's just highly corrupted fentanyl that's coming over. We have huge problems at that southern border. We got to fix it quickly. One of the things uh, that I've been hearing more and more about is the sex trafficking. They're saying that in the next two years, it will surpass drug trade and everything else. And the, the, the terrible thing is, is that people coming into our country are not tracked. Right. Meaning we don't, we don't know where they're going. We don't know who's abusing them. We don't know. We don't have a clue of what's happening to these kids. And I would think that the U.S. government would be more responsible, that there would be more people within our government that would stand up and say, this is unacceptable, what is happening. It, it really is a bad, bad reflection oh, yeah. on our government. It Isn't really it is. amazing the silence? Yeah. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said not to speak is to speak and not to act is to act. The amount of silence on the issue of child sex trafficking in regards to our southern border, you don't ever even hear about it. I mean, you you never even hear about it. It's a tremendous problem. And like you said, it's an embarrassment because, I mean, boxes, UPS, FedEx, they they track those things like it's nobody's business. We can't track people. Sure. It's unbelievable. It's re- and, and so that's where you have to pause and say, what's the reason? Yeah. Why are they so silent on this particular issue? Because if you wanted to beat the drum, you could beat the drum. You have the media. You have social media. Sure. You have all kinds of ways to get a message out there. Yet on child sex trafficking, completely silent. What do we do, um, Jackson, to deal with the issues of biased media and fake news? What you're doing right here. Yeah. blasting out the message on this airwave. And then everybody has a platform in mm-hmm. regards to everyone has a sphere of influence that they've got to start communicating truth because you know this, it's the truth that sets us free. We've got to Amen. communicate truth because what's happened in this country is fear has just paralyzed so many millions of people yeah. and they're gripped with fear. And when you're gripped with fear, it's impossible to obey God. Yeah. It's absolutely impossible to do what God's called you to do. 
Amen. If, if God's not first, yeah. our country was built on on the commandments of God, and we got to get back to it. Well, Jackson, I'm speaking with Jackson Lawmeyer. Just an incredible uh, conversation. He's running for Senate in the state of Oklahoma. Brother, I'm for you. Thank you. And uh, maybe we can sneak some... Uh, Sneak some uh, Republicans in there, get some extra votes like the Democrats are doing. Right? So, again, this is VOH Radio. We want to thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro.